Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with the authors of The Inside Guide, Breaking Through to Intuitive Wisdom and Inspired Living with Michael D. Pietro and Marcy Donnelly. For over 20 years, Michael has been guiding individuals and groups to overcome obstacles and awaken to authenticity, fulfillment, and life purpose. He has a BS in engineering and is a certified master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, a martial arts instructor, skilled body worker, meditation teacher, and has spent time in both Buddhist and Benedictine monasteries. He guides clients and readers to truly know themselves, to transform challenges, to find meaning and purpose in their life. And together, these two explain why they work and how this project came together. Enjoy this interview. Hi, Michael. Hi, Joe. Nice to meet you. Great to meet you. Where are you coming out of? I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. Right on. Yeah. that's. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a jazz radio guy. That's where my favorite station is, KCSM. Okay. I listen where, to it where, are you, where are you at? I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, man, it's great to meet you. I appreciate you taking time out today. Yeah, our pleasure. Definitely. Cool. So we got, do we, we have someone else coming on? Yeah, Marcy's coming. She, okay, there she cool. is. Hi, Hello. how are, are you? you? Nice Great, you. thank you. Nice so, are you in, Are you in San Francisco? Yes. Okay. Yep. Excellent. Well, hey, yeah. thank you two very much for taking a minute out today. And what I would like to do before I get into your work, your collaboration, and and, and kind of your mission is to know how did you survive COVID? The last three years was quite an ordeal. <laughs> how did you get through it, and how did it change the way that you approach business? Uh, well, it, uh, the first part, you know, I kind of didn't work as hard. I I took some time off and just relaxed, but the second part of it is actually when we started the book. And so that was the pivot really is uh, just kind of relaunching everything. And then a lot of my clients were used to, um, in-person work. So I had to really do a lot of re-educating and just kind of actually generating new clients and so we're just still working on some of the online strategies to attract online clients and the video portion of the work. Um, but now that the wave of COVID is over, we're getting back into live. We have we we're got a retreat set up, a live retreat, and I'm kind of seeing my clients in person again, which is which is what I love. So, but now now in parallel with that, we've got the video stuff going too. So that's okay. that's good. But really, the book was the COVID project. So that's okay. Yeah. And for me, just on a personal level, I have kids and we were doing big projects, home projects during the time. So on a personal level, um, I don't know if I still fully understand how COVID has affected all of us, especially kind of this next generation um, that had to deal with school and uh, remote learning and just the social impact. But um, it was, a, you know, during COVID when I was working with Michael and I had said, gosh, I want to, I know there needs to be some sort of uh, self-reflection transformation that that's going to be needed coming out of this time of isolation and, um, and uh, just with all the challenges economically, socially, mentally, emotionally. Uh, so that's when we started. And, uh, and so the book and the outline that he already had uh, kind of high level in a high level draft uh, is the, the time when he, as he mentioned, when I kind of stepped in to help realize that uh, because I knew there was such a need coming out, especially as mentioned, like I have kids in the school system and I'm part of our tight knit community. People have changed and people have been impacted and they need 
a light to look forward to, to figure out like, how do we cope and come out of this as our best selves? So that's when I was really excited to hop onto this project. And uh, there's a lot of work left to do. So let's say I put you two in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day, and they ask what you do for a living. Talk about what each of you do respectively and what you guys do together. Michael, do you want to start? Oh, uh, but he's, you know, he's uh, dealing with a little hiccup. Sorry, Michael, go My connection's glitching a little bit, so if you could... Yeah, my connection is glitching a little bit. So if you could just repeat that, because I didn't, I didn't get it. Sure. So I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day. And one of the kids looks up and says, Hey, what do you do for a living? How would each of you describe what you do respectively? And then what you do together? Okay. Uh, why don't I take it? And uh, sorry about that. Um, I've been in front of third graders through, uh, through various volunteer activities. Um, I have to say that I kind of have a, a day and a, a night job. So my day job is banking, and that is what has uh, been my career. I, I'm a project management, and um, and so where I've uh, where I've kind of grown it through my vocation is uh, 30 years in the banking industry, and uh, so I have lots of stories and things to share about um, about working in kind of a quote unquote office job. Uh, but I've really wanted to tie that to my passion and my passion is transformation and development. And so I found a way through my day job uh, that's afforded me the ability to be able to uh, travel and, and take courses and, and kind of live this life of my passion. Um, but really later now my passion is this uh this development and transformation work which essentially if i were were talking to third graders the development work is getting to know who you are getting to understand how your brain works getting to understand why you have reactions to certain things and really figuring out like your tools your gifts your talents and learning how to create your entire world around things that you're good at and what your life passion. And essentially for older people, we look at life purpose and uh, in third grade, you may not understand that right now, but um, how to blend kind of, um, you know, both my personal and professional lives and align them. So I'm living my purpose. Yeah. I would, I would say for third graders, the message is going to change, you know, because they're, there it's going to be about development. They're going to be there. They really need to develop their ego. So it's about building ego strength. But as soon as I'm working with an adult, I'm actually working to get them a, a strong enough ego to get beyond their ego. Right. So the, the whole message is going to change when, when you're talking with a child, it's, it's really about beefing them up, really getting them strong and confident in who they are. Um, some, and, and then a lot of adults need that as well, but, uh, the real developmental journey for the adult, especially at midlife is finally getting over our ego, right. And getting, getting kind of into our purpose, which means it's not about me anymore. It's about us. It's about how I plug in. Right. And that's, that's a, a bigger message for a child. So I think that the message has to be, you know, what are you good at for the, for the third grader? What are you good at? What are your talents? Um, what do you want to begin to explore in life? And kind of, and it's more of an invitation, I think, at that age to 
begin to dabble in the things that interest them and develop that self-esteem at a very early age. So how did this union come together to make this book? How did it all happen and and gain steam? Um, no, I'm going to let Marcy take that yeah. one. <laughs> so I was a client uh, about five years ago or so. I, uh, I heard about Michael's work and I thought, you know what? I have the job, the house, the spouse, the you know, the I, overall from the outside, everyone would see like, gosh, this is, you know, a person who's, um, who's probably feeling successful and, and peaceful. And, but in reality, I felt like something was missing. I felt like, you know, why am I not achieving what everybody else is achieving? It's like, why do I still have, you know, these, these dreams that I, and I'm working really, really hard. And I just didn't feel, um, like joy and happiness, like true joy. I felt, success and accomplishment. And I, I felt like I was kind of serving my community with volunteering and, and uh, doing a, a good job um, with my, with my work, but I still felt like something was missing. And so I was introduced to Michael. Uh, what I really learned is that it's not uh, what I know about that was holding me back. It's what unconsciously was driving my decisions, my perceptions. So while I always externalized to look for the answer, really he, showed me how to how to look for my answer and what was right within me. And so that was five years ago. We worked together for a couple of years. And then um, about a little over two years ago, out of nowhere, I get this phone call. And uh, he said, do you want to write a book? And I said, absolutely. And by the way, I don't know uh, the publishing industry. <laughs> I've never written a book. So um, I'd be happy to. And I'm a project manager by trade. And uh and so we figured it out together, but it was an amazing uh, start of uh, of this incredible journey that I'm still excited about two and a half years later. So what did you all want to be when you were in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? <laughs> Interesting. Michael, go ahead. <laughs> uh, gosh, you know, I- Interestingly enough, I had a very wounded childhood. So third grade, I think, was probably just about surviving and kind of just I I had a lot of depression as a very young kid. And I was in a lot of heaviness of my family stuff. So I didn't understand. I didn't understand myself at that age. Um, But that, you know, for for anyone on on a developmental path or a spiritual journey, in a way, you have to be wounded at an early age to have that impetus to grow beyond it. And so this is one of the things I try to work with people that, that your early wounding is your gift and the place where you have a deep wound is where you also have a gift to the world, something to share. And so at third grade, I was so immersed in, in just a lot of heaviness from, from my upbringing that I, I didn't have a, a sense of childhood. I felt very old at a young age, actually. And, and I kind of like the Benjamin Button model, like I'm uh, I'm getting younger as I get older. So uh, <laughs> it's it's been a nice journey in that respect. Oh, that was a couple of years ago. So <laughs> I was trying to go back and think at that time. And I think I just wanted to be in a place where I can interact with people and um, you know, there was a time when I wanted to be on stage in Broadway or, or, uh, you know, on a field playing sports or something, but I can't even recall that far back if there was a, a I know I had passion for doing things, but I don't know if I had a dream at that young age. 
So to, to, to pitch this book and to make sure that people understand what it is or to get them to buy it, I'm going to wrap, I'm going to, I'm going to pose this question to you. What's been the best response you've gotten from someone so far about this book? Uh, I had someone that picked it up and read it and she said, this book has an energy to it. It has something different. It's done something to me and I can't explain it. Um, so it's a, it, it really is a transformative book. And when you immerse yourself in the content, it's going to take you on a journey. It's going to really energetically do something in a positive way for the person, but it's also can be a bit of a challenge because she's had to shift some of her identity. That particular person believed in some victimhood identity. And so she's coming into her power just through the book and through beginning to realize who she really is on the other side of that victimhood. Right. And so it's, it is a journey and empowerment. And uh, that's, that's probably the most profound response, but then just a lot of people are saying it's really speaking to them at this particular time. So there, there's just a different energy to this book. And that's what we really intended as we were creating it. And a lot of it has to do with the dynamic of Marcy and I and what we were able to do in our relationship. And we've transferred that into the book. So it's not only the work and the the journey, but there's a, there's a greater energy to this book. And I've heard often, uh, uh, just really quickly, Joe, just to, um, with that, the readability of it, because um, I have purchased, a lot of self-help transformation books, been to conferences and courses. And what I'm hearing is that it's not preachy because in the beginning we say, if there are sections of this that don't ring true to you, read about it and put it aside. Maybe they will later, um, but it, it not, it's okay. It's okay. You, we don't, you don't have to uh, comply to everything to see change. And we've broken it up. So there's three sections, but within each of the sections, we have some of the transcripts from when Michael and I were working together and exercises and some key concepts. So what I've heard from readers is that it's easy to digest and that it's self-paced. And um, so that sometimes makes it easier and not so uh, not so kind of unattainable is that you could pick it up and kind of process it almost like a journal because it really is in the inside guide about each reader and the like Michael did with me is we're turning the vision into ourselves. And we want, um, as mentioned, the readers, that's the whole point from the beginning is the answers are inside of you. So let me ask you this. What was the book that was transformative for you? Uh, for me, probably um, one of the, the very first ones was the Celestine Prophecy, because that was um, about the time I had my first, it was just coincidental I was reading that book. Um, this was probably 30 years ago, almost. And um, it was, it coincided with, with my sp- first spiritual awakening. And so it, it was kind of a unique time in the early 90s. Um, there was just a lot of new books coming out. Um, the Mutant Message Down Under was another one, um, The Way of the Spiritual. The Warrior by Dan Millman was another one. So there was this wave of kind of all these books at that time, and it was coinciding with my own awakening at that time. So I found it just like I was, I was really hungry. But as I got, I 
as I got into my thirties, I, I got more into the mystical literatures and kind of Zen, Zen and Dogen and things like that, that uh, were uh, Thomas Merton uh, on the Western kind of the, they're more Western mystics, but uh, it was, it was kind of like uh, my, my, an evolution in my, in my, what I was taking in at that point. I had one book. It was uh, Marianne Williamson years ago, A Return to Love. And like Michael, it was just at a time in my life, I was 18. I pick up this book. It's based on A Course in Miracles, where the theme is, is that the only thing that's true is love and everything else is uh, usually based in fear. And that's just kind of perceptive and it's not real. So, um, so it's just to, just to hear that there's this theme of love with everything that's true and that you can analyze anything that, um, that is difficult as coming from fear was a real shift for me. And it was such a simple concept that I read it cover to cover as a teenager. And just that principle um, just hasn't been disproven. Like all of the important things are based on love and everything else usually has uh, some level of fear um, and that's just an illusion, which was uh, a key concept for me at that age. So if anybody wants to pick up the inside guide, learn more about each of you respectively, anything pertaining to your world in this work, where do they go? Our website. So it's www.loveguides.us. So it's loveguides.us, L-O-V-E-G-U-I-D-E-S dot U-S. Excellent. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much for opening up. Thank you for talking about this project. Best of luck with it and everything else as we move forward. I appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. (laughs) 